right. Uh, first off, it's nice to have you guys on the show. Um, again, I am Joe Thompson. Um, so nice to meet you guys. Uh, this is Let's Talk. Um, it's a COVID episode. With me today, I have Miss Mandy Higgins. Um, she beat COVID once, and unfortunately, it came back a second time. Um, we have Miss Tandy Rossman, um, scientist specializes in covid and also keith doxson um he is on the other side of the spectrum um i won't go too much into that right now but uh to start things off um on this show um we have a little video from nurse deborah hunt she's a nursing professor um john what exactly do you remember the school by chance Uh, again sorry Sorry, I was setting up um, the video. Oh, no, you're all right. Um, the doctor, the professor? Yeah, she's a, a nursing professor. Uh, she did want to come on the show, but she was unable to. So she's just done a, a four-minute video for us to have a, have, a bit of a, have a bit of a watch. I shall just share my screen now. Hi, I'm Deborah Hunt, and I'm a nursing professor in New York. And I was just going to share a little bit about what happened during the pandemic in the academic setting. So, of course, it was unprecedented. We were not prepared for anything of this magnitude, but we quickly um, pivoted, and thank goodness we were able to put all of our classes online, and thanks to technology, we were able to purchase things like virtual simulations and use uh, virtual simulations and use case studies And so we were able to continue preparing our students because now more than ever, we need um, an expanded nursing workforce. So we need to continue to prepare our future nursing workforce. And thankfully, we have been able to be back in person. We've been able to at least send a majority of our students into their clinical settings to practice with patients. We also have Um, a very state-of-the-art simulation lab that we use um, now that we can be in person. Um, But of course, we still are socially distancing. We use masks. Um, We were doing a lot of screenings um, and COVID testing and um, encouraging everyone to get the vaccine. Of course, it is, um, you know, a personal choice and something everyone should discuss with their healthcare provider and read the evidence. So, Uh, We are looking to continue our program and development of our new nurses in the fall. Um, Although things are certainly uncertain uh, with the various variants um, emerging, we are planning on being in person. We are planning on having classes in person and also sending our students to um, clinical sites to work with patients. Um, Of course, following all the guidelines with PPE um, and distancing and surveillance and vaccines and testing. So um, I hope everyone stays well. Uh, As a nurse, I always want to advocate for health and wellness promotion. And so in addition to following all the guidelines um, in consultation with your healthcare provider, it's helpful um, and really important to do what you can to maintain your health and wellness with healthy nutrition, exercise, rest, um, avoiding things that are not healthy. Um, So um, not smoking, working on knowing your numbers, your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your weight, your BMI. None of these, um, well, some of them of course are more important than others and we don't have time to go into all of that. But we know weight and BMI are important numbers, but they're not the end all and be all. It's really a holistic view that you have to look at um, with your self care um, and with your health screening and promotion programs. And, you know, I always advocate, but this is for me personally, um, the integration of integrative care so that Western and Eastern medicine are really um, helpful and a way to really maintain your health and wellness. So thanks so much. Stay healthy. You know, I know it's hard because there's so much conflicting data and evidence, but 
try to um, make sure that you're always reading a trusted source and consult with your healthcare provider. And hopefully you have a healthcare provider that you use consistently. So they get to know you, you get to know them. And um, there's a certain level of comfort and trust when you're collaborating and communicating and consulting, consulting with that person. Okay, thanks so much. Have a great day. Sweet. So um, there we have it straight from uh, her mouth. First Hi. off, I'm I'm oh, sorry, is that playing again? And <laughs> I'm just going to share a little bit. Let me start uh, by saying that uh, it's kind of a close to home episode for myself. Um, I've been on the fence since this whole COVID episode started. Um, everything from the actual virus roots to the, you know, underlying vaccine now up to two doses and a booster. But to start off, I would like to kind of give it to Miss Tandy Rossman. Again, she is a scientist. She uh, has specialized in the COVID vaccine, COVID as a whole. Um, I just want to kind of know what, what it's about. Kind of, can you give me an insight and an explanation on COVID itself? So thanks for having me on. I'm Tandy, like I said earlier. Um, so I just want to clarify, I'm a biology teacher. Um, my background is in biology. I've been teaching now at the high school level, teaching also um, advanced placement, the college credit classes uh, for 16 years now. So um, it's definitely been a journey that I'm excited to be on with the kids, but more exciting right now because what I teach is so relevant to what's happening in the real world. So it's been super exciting for me to be able to talk to the kids about what's happening and use kind of the skill I have for explaining how things work so that I can help people understand and answer their questions in a real realistic way. So what I like to introduce at the beginning is just what a virus is, because I think that anything that's invisible is hard to understand and um, knowing what the enemy is, <laughs> is kind of important. So a virus is just a protein shell. It's basically just um, little tiny proteins that our body manufactures. They're the same kind of proteins that all organisms manufacture. And inside of them is their DNA or their RNA, their instructions for how to make more proteins. Now, all living things on the planet can reproduce more of themselves. That's one of the characteristics of life. But a virus actually can't reproduce on its own. The only way a virus can actually manufacture more viruses is by getting into your cells. Your cells, if you remember back from like seventh grade, you have a mitochondria, you have a chloroplast. Well, we don't have chloroplast, plants have chloroplast. Um, we have our endoplasmic reticulum. Um, all of those are just fancy names for different compartmentalization processes within our cells. So our cells have our genetic information in our nucleus. And our genetic information sends out codes for how to make proteins. Those proteins are you. We think about proteins mostly in, like when we eat meats, when we eat nuts, um, but proteins are really responsible for everything you do, from transporting your oxygen, to fighting infection, to growing, to um, endocrine signaling. Your proteins are what actually makes you function. So what a virus does is when it infects you, it actually takes its DNA or RNA and it inserts it into your cell. Now, as soon as your cell gets this copy of DNA or RNA, it reads it as make these proteins. It doesn't differentiate to these are not my proteins. I don't know what I'm doing. It just makes the proteins. That's its only job. So once it gets these instructions to make the proteins, it makes viral proteins. And so a cell that's infected with a virus will then make tons of viruses inside of it, explode out those viruses that it's made then go on to infect the neighboring cells. And your body's way of handling that is to sneeze, to cough, to vomit, to get rid of that virus. <clears throat> Some of these viruses then become airborne, especially when you're coughing, when you're sneezing, and that's how you can go on to infect other people. Um, once those vir viruses get into the next person, they do the exact same thing. They inject their DNA into your DNA and then make viral proteins. 
So one of the really cool things about this particular vaccination, we've been vaccinating people since uh, very early on, like ancient Egypt had the earliest vaccinations of taking smallpox scabs, squishing them up and having people snort them. Uh, we don't do that anymore, so that's really good. Not, <laughs> not very helpful. Um, later on, some of the earliest ideas for vaccination was to get someone purposefully infected, but such a small amount that they wouldn't die from it. So the earliest vaccinations were, all right, give someone a tiny bit of smallpox, give someone a tiny bit of polio. And then when we realized that that was kind of very dangerous because you can get the virus or the you can get the infection from the vaccination, then uh, the next step was to kill the virus. Now, a virus is not actually considered alive because it can't reproduce on its own. It needs your cell. So how do you kill something that's not alive? Because it's made out of proteins, we can heat it up. If you heat kill it, you can, um, you can make it non-effective anymore. So if we heat kill viruses and then give your body those killed viruses, the next step in this was, will your body respond the same way to a dead virus, a dormant virus? and launch an immune response to protect you from future um, illness. That also had a little bit of problems. Um, I know that there was some issue with the original polio virus that it wasn't killed all the way. And so some people actually developed polio from the vaccination. Um, and I think that that's led to a lot of fear in our vaccinations, a lot of the unknown because people are afraid of, of what they can't see and what they don't understand. Um, and I don't know if we do a really good job of explaining how things are actually working. Mm. There's a lot of just like, trust me, trust me, it works, um, yeah. which I don't think is the best way to actually help people <laughs> feel confident mm. in what they're seeing and what they're knowing. Um, the nice thing about this particular vaccine and the thing that the nerd mm. in me gets super, super excited about is that this vaccine does not include the virus at all. This vaccine has no part of the virus. What we've been able to do is say every single living thing has this DNA inside of its nucleus that codes how to make proteins. Well, what if instead of giving the illness, we just give the code? What if we just tell ourselves, hey, this is the code to make a virus or to make a part of a virus? And what's super neat about this is they were able to make the code for just the infective part the part that links onto your cell. So when a virus is floating around trying to infect you, it basically has what I like to call a docking protein that basically hooks onto you, okay? Every virus has its own little docking proteins and our cells don't really know what's docking to them. If I get an Amazon package on my deck, I'm just gonna take it in and open it. I'm not gonna you know, try to figure out what's in the box before I open the box. So when a virus attaches to your cell, your cell just takes it in. Okay. Now, some viruses don't have a docking protein that actually fits our cells. That's why the avian flu is called the avian flu and the swine flu is called the swine flu. Those viruses used to only attack um, birds and only attack swine. When the docking protein mutates even a tiny bit and can link to us, that's, that's jumped hosts. It's called jumping hosts when the hook has changed just enough to link onto another species. So um, basically what we're trying to do with this vaccine is to manufacture just what this hook looks like so that when our cell comes in, when it tries to hook to our cell, our cell says, oh my God, I know this thing. I've seen this thing before. I'm trying to fight this thing. So it's kind of just preparing our cells for an attack without actually getting attacked. So there's two kinds of viruses that um, we know that we've developed. The first one that we're really focusing on, I think a lot of people are excited about Pfizer and Moderna. They are the mRNA virus and the mRNA vaccine. The mRNA, so going back to our cell idea, your DNA, your original copy inside of your nucleus never leaves. You never want to leave your originals out. So when we want the instructions to get out of our nucleus, we make a portable copy, that's RNA. RNA leaves the nucleus to make the proteins, but gets degraded really fast inside of our cells. It's got actually little caps on each end like shoelaces. 
so that when they get degraded, the mRNA gets degraded and we don't keep making the same protein over and over. So the mRNA uh, vaccines are awesome in my nerdy mind because the mRNA itself will code for how to make this protein and then it will degrade. It will be gone. It will be removed from your system. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca uh, are DNA viruses. So their mission is to actually embed themselves into your DNA to code for a protein repeatedly. So you can continually make that protein. I think sometimes people get a little bit afraid of hearing that we're putting DNA in. But if you've been infected with COVID or any other virus, that DNA has already gotten into you. The, our human genome actually contains uh, a good chunk of foreign DNA, of viral DNA, that has been entered by the virus into our, our own genetic information. Uh, so, yeah. with that? So, uh, that, that sounds like a great way to kind of break off. Uh, first off, thank you for that huge amount of information. I, uh, there's a lot of bits in there that I wasn't aware of that you have definitely made clear. Um, now I'd like to pass it on to, um, Miss Mandy Higgins. Um, again, she got COVID and then beat it and then it came back. So, uh, I just like to kind of hear from you, find out, you know, first your experience as to when this started, you know, did you feel like it was a hoax or anything at all? And then just kind of tell me how you got it and kind of tell me your story now. Sure. Um, I do want to clarify, I had COVID once and then I became a COVID long hauler. Um, I never tested positive again, at least not yet. Um, so I... Um, I, I had COVID and then I became what they call a COVID long hauler, meaning that I'm still having residual symptoms from it, but I no longer am testing positive. So um, I live in a small town in rural Illinois. And when the whole thing started back in March of 20, I was upset because the, our governor was locking down the entire state and we had to stay at home and we couldn't go to any. And I thought there's only two or three cases a day happening down here. Why, why is this happening? But Chicago and St. Louis and the bigger cities were having a much larger problem. So um, I actually stayed well. Uh, I, I do work with the public and I stayed well until December of 2020. Um, I went with a coworker to uh, an event and we rode in the car together for 15 minutes. Neither of us had, were wearing masks. And she came into my office later that day crying. And she said, my boyfriend has tested positive for COVID-19. And I said, well, looks like you and I are going home. So the next day she tested positive for COVID-19. I never felt all that sick until the day after. And I had sinus issues, congestion, throat issues. I'm asthmatic. So I was having shortness of breath. Um, and then I went and got tested. And then I tested positive for COVID-19 as well. Um, that was... Four, four days into my symptoms uh, at that point. So I was contacted by the CDC. I was contacted by the uh, state of Illinois. They told me I needed to quarantine for 10 days until or, or if my symptoms got better. Um, I had a slight fever, but I slept for pretty much five or six days straight. I was up for an hour every day, long enough to eat something and long enough to go to the bathroom and lay back down. Um, I couldn't walk from my bed to the bathroom without having to stop because shortness of breath was so bad. Um, and if I wasn't asleep, I was just kind of laying on the couch thinking about, wow, this, this is, there's just, your mind is numb. You have no thoughts. You're just laying there because you're so exhausted, but you've slept all day. Um, my, I, it got weird about day seven. Um, I was continuing to sleep uh, and I guess my fever got so high and I didn't realize it because I was asleep. Uh, and I woke up and I was having some pretty wicked hallucinations happening. Um, I was convinced there was somebody in my house. I was convinced that uh, something was happening in my air conditioner. I, I, I tried to take the air conditioner apart. I was convinced that there was something happening. Um, 
because my head just told me that that's what was happening. Um, 10 days later, about right about 10 days later, I started to feel better, uh, returned to work. I returned to um, normal life as, as pretty much as possible. My shortness of breath issues lingered on for probably six weeks and went away. Uh, the fatigue lingered on for about a week before it went away. And then the COVID brain fog um, that people talk about lingered on for probably two months. In February, that was all in December. In February, I returned to the doctor and I said, I'm still having pretty deep uh, issues with my breathing. And now I'm having episodes where the, where the room is spinning. So they did a whole bunch of tests. I've had an MRI, I've had a CT, I've had all kinds of tests to try to figure out what's wrong with my head. Um, there, I have no brain tumor. I have nothing that would be causing these episodes of, of the room spinning. Uh, but the MRI did reveal that I have some neurological damage that was not there before COVID. Um, I'm not a very active person. I don't do sports. So there's no reason why I would have neurological damage that wasn't present before COVID. So the doctors informed me that I was a COVID long hauler uh, because I have neurological damage that resulted from directly from COVID, which is producing the vertigo episodes. And I am still having shortness of breath uh, issues. And it's been ooh, uh, nine months. Um, I got fully vaccinated in March with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, um, which at the time was the one that was available, and they told me to go get the one that was available. Um, so I got that one. I feel pretty confident with it. Uh, I had an antibody test last week, and I'm still producing antibodies from having COVID, um, which makes me feel better. Um, and uh, I, I would like to have a booster shot if that's what they offer but i understand there's not data available for that yet uh cool. but um once was long enough once was enough to convince me that i want to do everything in my power to not have this again so uh, definitely um i appreciate you um especially coming on you know taking time out of your day to to come on and tell us you know different symptoms um i've heard different things as well about the symptoms can be different depending on person to person um i've heard cases of you know your left side going numb to where you have no mobility i've heard smell taste or two of your your top-notch symptoms um low-grade fever for long periods of time um typical stuff that make you think it's influenza but at the same time far left field so, um, yeah, it's uh, definitely awesome Hon to hear. Yeah, honestly, had I not known that uh, my close contact had tested positive, I would have thought it was allergies. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> last, but certainly definitely not least, uh, Keith Doxson. Um, other side of the spectrum, my friend. First mm -hmm. off, it's good to have you on. Um, tell me, what is it, my friend? Is it is it a hoax? Is it alive and well? Because obviously it's... Yeah, it's more... It's been a hoax from the outset. From the films from China and people dropping down, you know, needlessly on the streets and the BBC, like, spinning their lies and the brainwashing, continuous brainwashing on every single news channel. Um, to the point where you, you start learning that these things were painted long ago in a lab. And you realize then that, you know, th this is a manufactured like scam that has gone on and they've convinced people that have normally just got a cold or a flu that this is COVID. Um, and for the reasons for doing this, for, uh, you know, vaccinating the whole world is just unbelievably sick. You know, it, 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 it is the new world order playing their cards, laying them down on the table. The whole world before all this was in uprise. 
with the you know the, it was it was going on everywhere everyone was unhappy with the economic belt being tightened so fast they were losing control the governments needed to get control and they've got more control and they've taken away your freedoms and now they've vaccinated you with some poison you've all become lab rats you've all became guinea pigs you've got no idea what this is going to do what you've manufactured in your in your labs and injected people with you've got no idea what the outcome will be in five or ten years is it depopulation it's just wrong they've taken away our freedoms i can't leave this country i am a prisoner in this country because of all this nonsense all this like all this nonsense it's in the media it's on your news it's in the newspapers you know i i stopped watching the television long ago you know the, the, the you still got people walking around in masks you know these things have been proved to cut your oxygen levels by 15 to 20% as soon as you put them on they're washing their hands in alcohol you know which is absolutely poisoning your system you walking around in a chemtrail sky but you don't know it and you're thinking you're living on a bleeding ball you need to get a grip you need to understand you have been lied to all through your schooling your whole life has been a complete and utter like dream and they manufacture this stuff if you, did you believe in 9/11 were you uh, up with like them landing on the moon come on now now research and knowing something different is knowing something different as soon as this happened i knew it was a lie and i'm a realist okay i only deal in facts i don't deal in theories or skepticism or oh well this is why we've done it because this could possibly happen you know your your idea about viruses and your earlier conversation in that was spot on because that's exactly what they did with the polio vaccine and they're testing vaccines on animals you know veterinary surgeons are, are just like injecting all animals and there's needless hundreds and thousands of animals dying every year because they're getting booster jabs every year you don't know what this jab is going to do you've got no idea what you've done to your body Okay some are going on to your DNA and some are just like oh they're going to spectacularly reduce these proteins that will confidently like support you and keep you healthy you've got no proof you've got no proof you've just used the whole world as lab rats as guinea pigs and like in 5 or 10 years this will come out i've been on so many marches Okay, so many marches. I attended most of the biggest marches. There's a million people on the streets of London, right? You've got like you've got the Doctors Alliance, where you've got hundreds and thousands of doctors on there, giving a different point of view, because they haven't followed the text. They haven't followed the text and the literature that's thrust in front of you. You know, the, you, the, back then, right at the beginning, they were telling us the hospitals were full. Yet you got people all around the world going in there with their uh, their phones, filming empty wards, working on sixty percent staff, and the rest of them are on fucking TikTok. Excuse my French, on TikTok dancing around. Now I have to ask you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stop you there, put a pause in there, because I think uh, co-host for tonight's show. Again, John Finch. Um, I think he had a couple of questions that he he wanted to touch. Just John. Uh, I'm just uh, wondering where you get all your information from. Oh, does you know researching like Pfizer's like recent documents on their website that will do nicely because this yeah, is one we- of the companies that are injecting people like widely and it's telling you on their website that, that over 50,000 people have died uh, from adverse side effects to having the injection okay it's there on their website you 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 can go on every any government website and and, and research the details of how they've just taken our freedoms away and how they've got the ability to come into our homes take out our children Right. Have you, hang on a minute. Have you ever heard of influ- influenza? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah? 
Do you know how that started and what they did and how long it took them to come up with a vaccination? <laughs> it, it was no vaccine. There's no vaccination ever proven to be work, work efficiently or successfully. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, 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 you're going to talk about vaccines, then none of them have been tested, proved. Uh, you know, you, you, you've just like you're, you're basing your. So facts. where's your evidence that these don't work? human society we've never been iller we live on big pharma they don't cure we've you. never been iller just you. a few thousand years ago the life expectancy was what 20 30 years old now we're living up to 100 years old <laughs> yeah uh, that's, Listen, that's, that's just a, that's just my understanding of oh, 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 that's just just and, just, and, just, and just bettering just, ourselves well, and, and i let you and let joseph go getting angry now. Okay? and that's where that comes from it's understanding food and nutrition and understanding like your chemical imbalance to sort of the poisons that are around you now doctors like you know before the the early are 1940s, you a qualified doctor are you a qualified doctor what are you a qualified doctor no but so why are you, why are you telling people that vaccinations no don't exist and stuff like that you haven't got you a clue in your video chatting the wrong guy because all i'm going to give you is facts okay facts. so you haven't given me anything apart from trying to spread fear I'm not trying to spread fear. That's what the BBC did. That's why everyone's walking around with masks on. And so I just have a question. Yeah, we've got, we've got oh, Americans here. All right. So we have a, we have a side question. Um, this is from Miss Mandy. Uh, go ahead. So um, I ha I am asthmatic. Uh, I've been asthmatic my entire life, which makes me a high risk person for having COVID. Um, I have had every respiratory illness in the book. I've had pneumonia several times, bronchitis, upper respiratory infection, sinitis, all of that. And I have never felt as sick as I did when I had COVID. Can you explain to me why that was? Well, they, they, you know, they, they push everybody every year to have the flu jab. OK, and that amped up massively before all this happened. OK, so everyone's going to get the flu jab, which is like giving everybody the flu. Different strains every year. So there are different vaccines every year. And you caught one of those, my love. Hey, I had a friend just like you who caught the same thing. She thought she had COVID. She was like a light thingy. I have had family members living in the same house with me, two of them, my son and, and somebody else. They both had COVID. I've been in the same house with them. My my sister, um, but they haven't had COVID. They've had colds and flus. I've seen colds and flus all my life. My sister, my nephew, my, my niece all had COVID, tested positive for COVID. They all had colds and flu. Everybody so started the... panicking. It was the brainwashing that pushed everyone into the thinking, oh my God, I've got COVID. You didn't. You had a bad case of uh, flu. Because probably so, you got near someone who had had a flu jab recently that had uh, given them the flu. I just go ahead, Manny. So I just um, I just want to make make it clear that I've had a flu shot every single year of my life because of my asthma. Ah, well, I've had a pneumonia that. shot and I have you never, have ever gotten that. sick. Yeah, well, that I've never gotten sick. Hold on, every year. Flu vaccine every year. I have That's never gotten sick from any of those, nor did I get COVID from having the COVID vaccine. Uh, I believe Tandy has a remark. similar condition to you. She got it really bad at the beginning of all this and sort of she was like convinced that she, she had COVID. Um, and since then, she actually woke up because she started like listening to sort of like a bit of facts and stopped watching the news and so, started like thinking with her common sense. You know, it's the new world order playing the cards. They've now got more control over your freedoms than they ever had before. I've become a prisoner in my own freaking country. Okay. So I'm going to cut you off right there. Uh, Miss Tandy had either a, you have a question? I'm sorry, I didn't. No, it's okay. I just wanted to, to reiterate. I've heard this go by a couple of times. I just want to make sure that everyone's aware. We haven't used live viruses and vaccines in, in a very, very long time. Um, everything is dormant or a bit of the protein, and therefore you cannot get sick with the disease from the vaccine. 
that's it's not a possibility. Mm, not a possibility. So there's still not a, a trace of mercury and and all these other substances that go into vaccines to preserve them. There's not all these elements in there, are there, darling? And it, it's just sort of like the, the the proof is in there. If you want to really like deconstruct a vaccine, start looking at everything else that has gone in there to preserve that. And, and then you realise how, how highly toxic that is to put into a human being. Right. There's a recent uh, doctor over here in England who done a study, he did smear test blood studies on people that were coming back to him. He's just a normal doctor and he wasn't really up for the vaccines and uh, anything like that. But he, all his patients who had had the vaccine were coming back with all these adverse side effects. So he started to do a blood smear test on them, right? And incredibly, the, the blood cells have changed massively. They're clumping together. There's like these straw-like things that sh shouldn't even be there. Do you know? The doctor's name is Dr. Van uh, Veldenberg. Okay. Now he's recently released these these pictures. Okay. And if I could upload this picture right now, I would to show you what has happened to a person who has been vaccinated and their blood cells uh, do not look the same as a healthy person. Before you get into that, let me interject. Tandy, um, I think that he touched on a couple of points that you wanted to kind of rebuttal. Oh, well, I, I think that Keith has um, some concerns about what's inside of a vaccine and what the preservative piece is. And what I want to be clear with with my statement is that it doesn't contain a live virus. You cannot get sick with the virus from a vaccine. That is not a possibility you can have allergic reactions to vaccinations. And I think that there are people who are immunocompromised and have been told by their professional health doctor that they need to be careful about getting a vaccination because there are preservatives in it that they may be affected by. Um, so while I'm not arguing against Keith's assertion that there are, are things in vaccines that you need to be aware of and you should talk to your health provider um, I do want to be clear that you cannot get the disease from a virus. Someone getting the flu vaccine cannot spread the flu. Someone getting a COVID vaccine cannot spread COVID. You're not uh, getting the actual virus within the vaccine. Well, that's a little bit strange because that has been happening for a very long time now. Um, but, you know, to, to take you back to the sort of like, um, uh, you know, the, the, oh, the, you know, what goes into the vaccine? Yeah, people should investigate what goes into the vaccine, the preservatives and why they're there. And, and, and all the explanations are all nonsensical and farcical and uh, it's just poison. But anyway, why would why would every government in the world want each and every person to be vaccinated? Why? Why? It, the, the COVID I'm assuming that you could no, get COVID every single country of the world to actually work together. Are you serious? These every the, country always got a problem with each other. There's bloody there's yes, hundreds of years of war. Always war they're joking. They're all going to come together war. for this one this big, absolute, pointless lie. All right, one at a time. Finish your point. <laughs> I'll get quite angry now. Yeah, so you think that the governments of this world are all going to work together on this one lie. But actually, it's actually two lies for you because it's not just COVID, it's flat earth as well. Just... And I've learned a lot about flat earthers. Yeah, I'm not going to say too much, but we're going to do another episode and it's called Let's, Call the flat, uh, Let's Talk Flat Earth 3. And it's going to show you the deeper, darker side of flat earth. I'm I'm your perfect guy for that show. Show, but this is another show, and we're talking COVID now. Now you, 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 you it's all, it's all no, with no, flat Earth. It's all connected. Right. You all it's just want to spread if you believe in the information out there. You don't trust do research. You don't yeah, trust in doctors. You don't trust in scientists. You don't trust yeah. in teachers. 
Mark, who do you look at for your information? That, I'll that, tell you who. Some idiot on YouTube science and a realist, and you can make freedom of choice without all the suppression of all the nonsense and bullshit that you've been told in your whole life. But we've been told. You should listen to yourself. You listen to this back, and you should think to yourself, Jesus Christ, did I really say that? Do I really yeah, think I'll that be proud that I said that, mate. Proud. Oh. And you're the one who's going to look back when you're seeing everybody around you have an average side effects to this recent thing and you realise that 9-11 was a hoax, the moon landings were a hoax and See, you I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Americans out there would want to kick your ass right now for saying that Well, bring it on, uh, do you know what I mean it, it's just simpletons that think that they live on a ball and they want to bring it on, come on, bring it on I'm not even going to go into the flat earth thing because that's a whole different story COVID, my friend. So, you know, calm down, chill out said I have to make a funny joke because, side bit, I'm a stand-up comedian. This is what happens when you get two Brits together on the same chat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, uh, but honestly, you know, that's another show. We're here to talk about this. And like, I re both respect both the ladies down there, you know, that, um, it, I, and I, I feel for you that you you really did think that you had COVID. I, I personally think it was something different. I've had it in the family. I've had it in my house, um, it, you know, and I, I've seen what it what it is with my own eyes. Um, so everyone you know this is this is sort of like another question you've got to ask yourself why so we're gonna let mandy she's so patiently had her hand up for like the longest so sorry. um sorry, mandy, you, um, um, interject and then i'm gonna let miss tandy and then i do believe we have um a video i'll talk about that in a second but this man first of all i I am an American, so um, to say that 9-11 was a hoax is insulting. I also feel like you've slapped me in the face a second time tonight when you're now informing me with no medical training of your own that I have not had COVID and what happened to me was not real. So thank you for that. Um, Joseph, my question is for you, actually. Are you on the fence about getting vaccinated and why? Um, I am, only for the sole purpose that I have done research. Um, I've researched, you know, the the Moderna, I've the Johnson and Johnson, um, the even the new Delta variant vaccine that they're they're coming out with, uh, the nasty effects from that, as well as the positive effects. Um, personal people that I'm close to have had COVID. Personal people I'm close to have gotten, you know, vaccinated. So that's kind of why I'm so on the fence. It's because I've heard so much good versus so much bad so um i'm just getting everything you know as much information before i make that ultimate split for a lack and of I, better word i respect that um and i understand that there are people on both sides of the fence of the issue however from personal experience you don't want this disease you don't want this virus you don't want it um it's been nine months and I am still having issues directly related to having the virus and that and those issues may not ever go away. So it's a it's a question of do the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risk? So, yes, there are some people who have died. That's not it's not been proven that they are a direct result of the vaccine, but they have died after receiving the vaccine. So yeah. there but there are several hundred thousand people who have died of COVID. There are people in ICUs across my country right now, mil several hundred thousands of them, children on ventilators. And that is the reality that we're facing here. Every 90% of the counties in America are currently at, in a red level for COVID because of the Delta variant, because the Delta variant got into someone's body, mutated, and then started spreading. So, and it's going to happen again. And the next one may may be vaccine resistant, and then we have a huge problem. So, I urge you to go get the vaccine. Uh, but that's just my take on it. So, I, I'll interject again. Uh, I, I appreciate that information. Um, that helps a lot. Um, again, somebody close to me has tested positive for it. That was some time ago. So, I mean, I kind of 
I heard the horror stories from when he had it. Um, um, now I'm gonna hand it off to Miss Tandy. Um, I do believe you had a bit or two to add to it. I just, I mean, I think that the biggest thing I see when I talk to people, and I, I don't know where how how to fix this in the world or in the U.S. or anywhere else, um, is a fear of where we get our information of of a confusion on how to get accurate information and an overwhelming amount of stuff. I can't call it data because some of it is data, but some of it is just stuff that people put out. Um, and it, it's hard when you don't know who to believe. It's it's scary when you don't know who to believe or what to believe. Um, um, I know I have two small children and making sure that they're safe. They both had breathing problems when they were born and I don't want them getting COVID. Um, I'm responsible for teaching 80 kids a year that are not my children biologically, but are my kids nonetheless in my classroom. And I need to make sure that I protect them and their families as well. Um, some people do have just flu symptoms. Some people don't get any symptoms and are asymptomatic. My, my mother-in-law couldn't walk to the bathroom, turned absolutely gray. I thought for sure that she wasn't going to pull through at all. Um, a close friend of mine wound up in the hospital twice for extended stays. And in addition to the medical problems, you're looking at medical bills now, which over here in the U.S. can get quite hefty uh, real quick. Um, you know, it's it's really a scary thing to think about. I know one of the biggest things I see right now online is, well, even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread it. Um but you're not going to wind up in the hospital. You're not going to wind up in a ventilator. You're not going to wind up dead and leaving your loved ones behind. Um, I think that's the scariest thing for me right now, hearing reports in the U.S. about people trying to go to the emergency room for motorcycle accidents or shotgun wounds or just everyday injuries, cancer treatments, and they cannot get into the emergency rooms because we are overwhelmed and overcrowded with COVID cases right now. Um, and so while I do think that there are some people who cannot get vaccinated for allergy reasons or for other reasons that they've discussed with their primary care physicians, um, it is really important to protect yourselves and to protect your neighbors. That is the job of being human, to protect other humans. So yes. beautifully said. Um, the, there was a quote I actually read earlier today. Um, Denzel Washington said that everybody in news and media nowadays is just so concerned with getting there first. They're not concerned with facts anymore. And uh, that's a huge issue with what today's society has been because we're the technology century, unfortunately. Um, so that being said, um, I'm going to round this out. Um, I want to give a huge, huge, huge thank you to Mandy Higgins, Miss um, Tandy Rossman, and Keith Doxson, of course. Thank you guys so much for being here. Hang on, before you go, I just want to know, has Keith convinced you not to have the vaccination? Um, just for Who would you rather believe, somebody that's had COVID, uh, a professional, or Keith? I've uh, I've got look, I've got many friends um, that I've just talked to and communicate on a daily basis. If I made a decision based on everybody was like that. You, you use your own common sense, my friend. You got to use your own common sense. Uh, you know, yeah. keep Same. on researching, uh, research so those vaccines. Based on his question, I will answer properly. Based on your information solely. No, you haven't convinced me that I should not or should get the vaccine one way or another. No, you no, just no, gave me that, that wasn't what I was here for. Uh, the reason I was here was just to sort of give my relevant perspective on everything that's happened around me. Um, and, you know, to me, it's been a complete hoax. Everybody's been brainwashed by the media, the ABC, the CBN, whatever, the BBC, everybody. And, you know, so it's just a different perspective on a different line. But I appreciate, you know, the airtime. So thank you. Um, I'm going to round this out. Um, huge thank you to John Finch and Outfox Studios for the Let's Talk. Um, I am Joseph Thompson, um, the host officially 
for the Pine Skull Project and uh, the host just for this episode of Let's Talk. Um, I got a video I want to play for you guys. Shouldn't take a couple of minutes of your time, but I hope to talk to you guys again. Y'all be safe on your travels. Good night. Good night. A self-confessed vaccine skeptic told his friends that he wished he'd had the jab before he died in hospital with coronavirus. Matthew Keenan sadly died just weeks after falling ill and being hospitalized with the virus. Earlier this month, the 34-year-old dad was placed in a medically induced coma in a bid to save his life. Dr. Leanne Chain, a respiratory consultant at Bradford Royal Infirmary, tweeted a photo of him in an oxygen mask and hooked up to a ventilator as he fought for his life. Urging others to grab a jab, she wrote, Matthew has agreed for me to share his story. The 34-year-old footy coach and dad was a self-confessed vaccine skeptic until he caught COVID. If he could turn back time, he would. Our sickest patients are unvaccinated and under 40, she said. Matthew is fighting for his life. Save yours. In Wales, the uptake of the virus has been significantly lower for people under 40, creating opportunities for the virus to grow. They also said that in the last seven days, there has also been a spike in people being admitted to hospital with COVID in Wales. Matthew, who is described as the life of the party, shared an image of his positive COVID-19 lateral flow test on July the 2nd. He said that the symptoms made him feel like he'd been hit by a truck after suffering from a fever and feeling freezing and red hot. The Liverpool fan added that the back pain left him feeling the most poorly I have ever been and I feel like it's getting worse. He ended the post saying he was in bits and that COVID is real. Tragically, it was confirmed on Monday, July 26, that Matthew had died. In a touching tribute, a friend of more than 20 years, Billy Brown said the world lost the kindest man. The 38-year-old added that grown men haven't stopped crying since the news of Matthew's tragic death broke. Matthew was a devoted dad, a fantastic friend and an unbeatable coach, according to Billy. Billy from Bradford, West Yorkshire said, as he was getting more poorly, he said that he wished he had gotten the jab. I can't believe he's gone. He was the most likable lad I've ever met. Most people have one or two best friends. He had 20 best friends. He had the biggest heart and treated everyone like they were his family. There were not many like him. He loved to enjoy himself. He was the life and soul of every party. Many people will miss him. Billy was left in tears after he learned of his friend's death as he clung on to hope that he would still make it. Right, I'd just like to leave you with that. Mm. I'd like to thank you all, apart from Keith, for, for coming and enjoying <laughs> actually giving some proper information out instead of listening to Keith. So, but yes, I'm pretty sure, Keith, we will get you again on some sort of flat earth one just so you know Absolutely. i can have a go at you just for the fun of it you can just for the fun of it my friend and i will return the favor <laughs> well, I'll be so interested to, i'm interested to hear what you've got to say about flat earth because i've spent the past two months trying to get in the head of flat earthers and you know i've been on the flat earth for over 10 years i'm like well shouldn't you've been on the flat earth all your life uh not all my life no. has he just suddenly transformed life. into a flat earth now uh well no i've believed well, like it. I said, this has got nothing to do with it like i say i've got one more episode of let's talk flat earth that's flat earth three mm -hmm. uh if we do do a fourth one i know exactly where i'm going to come and we will put you up against some experts like we do with the ones that have been on before put up a pilot he might the flat earther might as well have sat there and told him he didn't have a clue how to fly a plane even though he's a fully trained licensed pilot well, I wouldn't, so, i'm not going to do that that would be just like I say, crazy people absolutely crazy people um i'd like to just sort of say before i go make sure if you've got any concerns about covid whatsoever don't talk to keith go to your doctor
somebody that's actually yourself. trained in in medicine not somebody that's trained into how to click on right. a youtube you get the video. flu or a cold just treat it the way you the know flu it was just as bad the the flu flu was, it's the bad. same thing my friend it's the same thing and they've they've highlighted it at covid and then jabbed everybody with this unknown thing and we're all lab rats now well i'm not because i'm so never gonna point of it all then what's the point of it all then what do you tell me? You can't say it's about it's money. Depopulation? Is it depopulation? Is this yeah, but why the thing is they don't need the vaccination for that? They could just let COVID do it, you tit. Well, exactly. If they were going to do thing, that, the vaccination is COVID wasn't a real not, thing. Why not just let COVID kill people that's if that was their purpose? COVID was that's, never that's real. the thing about these flat earthers. It doesn't matter what you show them, what you tell them, they just won't listen. They would rather do their research on YouTube and listen to some idiot that's just spouted off some crap. When you're telling me that the hospitals are full and you've got people all around the world right, going... Go on there. about these photos of empty hallways. They're not empty hallways. Empty yes, you hallways. said, I'll bloody rewind this and I'll play it in this part. You said empty hallways and empty wards. Do you really think they are going to let photographers in on a COVID ward? Yeah. These John, people are just, these John people I appreciate your time, but I do have to, to get off the call. Yeah, we should have wrapped this up. It's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Uh, Andy, your, your mic is off. If you want to speak, you've got to turn your mic back on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. So just real quick, I did read um, that there were some, some visuals of empty hospital wings because mm -hmm. so many of the nursing staff and doctors have been getting COVID and then they're quarantined at home. So we actually can't staff our hospitals, which is leading to even more pressure on our hospital beds, because in addition to them being full, there are less of them to fill. So states in the U.S. like Texas are actually calling in the National Guard and shipping in doctors and nurses from other states because their state is so inundated right now that it's a real problem. So um, you may have it, it, the other problem that you'll run into, Keith, when you're looking online for information is you can find information on anything. If you want to find information on whether cats can give birth to hamsters, I'm sure you could find that um, online somewhere. Listen, she goes, you you'll, you'll get, if you'll get your information in the news and the general media and what's sir, laid in front of you, then please, you're seriously please, misled. Just let her finish, will you? Yeah, well, what, what I'm saying is that it's easy to manufacture whatever kind of imagery you want. You can... You know, yeah. I, I hear that you're concerned about what I, I'm I hear that you're concerned about what's real. Um, you know, there was a TikTok person who stuck a magnet to her arm after the shot to show she was magnetized and that was determined to be false. There there are people who get mm -hmm. excitement out of publishing random things, but I think you said something really important when you said Every single news station is showing this. And I think that if every single news station is showing the same thing, then maybe that's the thing that's real. No, no, because when you look at the, the opposite, you when still you still think that all these countries are going to work together for yourself and you come up with a different conclusion because you know what you've been told is wrong. Just look on the other side. Just think about it for a minute. Just like research a little bit into these vaccines that you've been producing, all these things that you're saying. Right. Answer so, this. Answer this. Wait, oh, Keith, just answer this. Have you ever had a painkiller? Uh, do you know, the worst, the worst thing I... Have you ever had a painkiller, yes or no? I stopped taking painkillers and pharmaceutical drugs uh, over 10 years ago. Okay. So is that when you became a flat earther? Any television news or any such media, I do not buy newspapers. I do not listen to a radio. Okay. Well, Where do you get your information from then? You can research your information. You can go into government files. You can go into pharmaceutical, uh, big pharma files. You, it's all freely available. So what Public makes you think it's all fake then? What? What makes you think it's all fake? Well, you read their data and you realise the damage that they're causing. 
they're, they're they're causing? They're killing hundreds and thousands of animals every year with these vaccines. They're doing the same with people. There's never been so many kids Andy, under six no dying of cancer every single year because of the vaccines. Everybody's got a freaking allergy. Why is that? Because of the fucking vaccines. How many vaccines do you have to have in America before you get to 17? Why? Why? Your human body, your immune system is a temple and you are poisoning that. Your human immune system is everything you need. And, and it's, it's, that's it. And anything else can be treated with, with, you know, the plants that have been given us to us. Aspirin comes from a willow tree. So why poison it and turn it into some pharmaceutical thing that's going to poison your body? It was all there. It's all there. The cures for cancer, they're all there. It's all herbal. But no, all you get the choice of is chemo or radiotherapy that kills everything in your body. And I mean everything. And your way of pulling back is if you've so got you a So you think there's, actually, there's an actual uh, cure for cancer? Yes. But you know this for 100%. Yeah, there's the Gerson, is there is the Gerson Clinic in New Mexico. They've been out there for, what, 45 years curing people of cancer. Do you the, know Gerson about this, the Gerson Clinic. I haven't got the information in front of me, so I can't tell you. It's New Mexico. Search, so. <laughs> been there, but there is cures for cancer. It's all hidden. Big so farm, wouldn't you think it would be a bit more widespread then, considering how widespread cancer is? Yeah, but that's because of the pharmaceuticals and the, the absolute poisons that well, we're you given. You think the pharmaceuticals can control the entire population of the world not to find out what the cure of cancer is? The water you Candy, drink. Shut up a minute, Keith. Candy wants to jump in. It has got fluoride in it. You, the, the air that you're breathing has been poisoned. Keith, That's why we're so ill. You're making me ill at the minute. Will you shut up and just let Tandy speak? Sorry. <laughs> real quick again i think that a lot of um misunderstanding comes from a lack of the understanding of how our bodies actually work and cancer is your cells cancer is your cells overproducing through mitosis so there's not a cure that would stop your cells from overproducing without making your cells stop working which would kill you which is why you get sick from chemo and radiation, because it stops your cells from making more cells. But anything that stops your cells from making more cells, herbal or not, would kill you. I mean, you've got to ask yourself the reason why your body's so susceptible to these cancers nowadays. Okay, and so, uh, so the, the children dying uh, under the age of six of cancer has gone through the, the, the roof. Why? Okay, it never used to be like that. It's like sort of like saying people you know with alzheimer's and parkinson's and, and and all these all these things you know autism autism never used to be a thing if autism used to be it was a thing then you'd have 90 year olds walking around with crash helmets and nappies but you don't it's a manufactured man-made thing all the adverse effects that human beings are suffering now are through the adverse of chemical effects from what you're drinking in your water breathing in your air and the gen genetically modified foods that you're eating Okay, there's toxins in a in a brand new car and all the fibres and you're getting in it and you're thinking, oh, this smells lovely. No, that shit has just poisoned you in a new carpet, in your new sofa. There's all these elements in our fundamental, uh, you know, surroundings that are poisoning us, making us ill. You know, but breathing in exhaust fumes is the leading cause for cancer. Since 1910, they've been testing monkeys, fucking uh, greyhounds, anything that they could get to smoke to 12 hours a day, cigarettes, right, to see whether they would get lung cancer. Not one case, not one case in 50 years. Then they offered like, oh, 50,000 or 100,000 pounds to anyone who could prove that smoking causes lung cancer. It still hasn't been claimed. OK, until recently, just recently, they they started spraying the, the, the tobacco with the 71 substances that are also released in like, so, you know, your exhaust fumes. You know, people just walk along the streets breathing in this shit all the all the time. You know, the what would the tobacco companies benefit from from killing you? 
it's, 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 they've got no interest in killing you. It's about money. It's about exactly. more. They've got no customers and they've killed them all. They've got no customers. You know, hemp could have been like, could have given us clothing, could have given us. Yeah, exactly. Plastics. Cannabis is a completely different thing altogether. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's legal over where Tandy is. We are sort of, the, we're sort of stuck up our own arses about cannabis. Um, no, I'm talking about hemp. The, the actual production of yeah, hemp, hemp is cannabis. Oil. It doesn't matter. Making, it's the same thing. It, it doesn't material. matter. It's still illegal. It, it's legal here. It, um, it was banned, and it was banned by the same man who invented uh, leaded petrol. <laughs> you know. I just, uh, can I just mention that I find it really, really interesting how I'm going to be kind of I. I find it really interesting that you're so concerned about what's in our environment, what we're breathing in, what our couches are made out of. And I think that those are concerns that are accurate. I think those are real concerns. But then you're saying this while smoking at least two cigarettes while we've been on this episode. And I don't know if you're breathing this in. How can you how can you be on both sides of the coin so much, but then not want to listen to your own advice? Uh, yeah, well, I've, I kind of do listen to my own advice, and it's it's just one of those things that I've, I've knocked on yeah, the head. Yeah, but you give yourself the wrong advice. You know what I mean? You should follow the good advice. Uh, listen, mate, I'm, I'm 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 walking down the streets every day, breathing in the the, the 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 you know the exhaust fumes. Okay, so you know what I'm doing at the moment is is just like I'm trying to break from. I have done before, and I probably will do again. And so, but it it doesn't change the facts. Uh, yeah, I'm being I'm being stupid. Yeah, I'm 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 smoking the the same thing that is you know absolutely dispersed by you know it, it, it's all you you go in you step into your garage right you get into your car and you smoke a thousand cigarettes you ain't gonna die you get into your car in your garage and you put the exhaust on you turn that car on you'll be dead within five minutes. Now yep. you tell me what's more harmful. I mean, my grandmother passed of lung cancer from my grandfather smoking cigarettes. So I'm going to say the cigarettes are kind of a problem. Did she live, did she live on the main highway? Did she live like... Uh, to was... be quite honest, Keith, I see more people smoking than I do sitting in like, their own car trying to gas themselves. Yeah, but you've got, you can't change facts, can you? You could sit in that car and smoke a million cigarettes in your garage and you would not die. Well, no, because smoke kills you over time. It's not, it's not an instant. You are dead. You gas yourself you in your car, you'll be dead in, what, four minutes, if that? What's more dangerous? What's more dangerous? Come on They're now. They're both as dangerous as each other, but one can kill you quicker. Yeah, the other one just issues. makes you suffer before yeah. it kills you. It, well, that, that's a personal choice, but you're still breathing those exhaust fumes every day. And so what what you're gonna do? You're gonna like you're gonna confront the, the oil companies, you're gonna tell them what they're doing, they're killing you. Well, no. they've got electric cars now. Well, we have, yeah. And a, a blessing for that, apart from the way the batteries are, are made and manufactured, but anything that's a different subject. But it, it's just sort of like, yeah, yeah, we have got electric cars now, but it's still what's happened, what they've done. The injustice of it all. Why what would they carry on poisoning you? You haven't explained anything, really. Knowing it would kill you. Knowing it would kill me. Oh, the black, uh, the men it, in black will come round and you away, will they? Putting chlorine in your water and fluoride in the water is going to do you any good. That's why I don't drink water out the tap. No, I don't either. I've got a water distiller. And you're a wise man for not doing so. And it, it tastes horrible. I don't actually care what's in it. It just tastes horrible, so I don't drink it. Yeah, well, it would taste horrible because it's full of chemicals and it's just mainly recycled water. You know, when we, when I'm living in the country, surrounded right, by... I can see Tandy's hand water. going up. Go on, Tandy. Actually, i got to go put my kiddos to bed. So right, yeah, this, this was supposed to finish about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so sorry. This has, been, this has been a lot more fun keith it's it's enjoyable talking to you i know we don't see eye to eye um I know, I know, I know. and i i do hope that the research you find is backed and honest and truthful and that you guys are, are healthy and well um whichever decisions you make um john it was very nice talking to you 